Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord.
God, keep us from all hurt, mom, and dad. Thank you for watching over our church, Lord God. Thank you for watching over the church ground, Lord God. We thank you, God. We couldn't do anything without you, Lord God. We could not do anything without you, Lord God. And so, God, we thank you this morning. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Lord God. We thank you for the songs that we'll be saying, oh God. We thank you already for the prayers that have gone up. We thank you, Lord God, for the words that will come our way, Lord God. Plant that word in our heart, oh God. Let it grow, Lord God. Let it be strong in us like the tree that's planted by the rivers of the water. Lord God, we will lift up our eyes to the hills and we'll come with our help. We know that all our help comes from you, Lord God. We will bless you, oh God, in the morning time, in the evening time, Lord God. We will bless you, Lord God, because you have already blessed us. So, God, we give you thanks this morning. We give you glory this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. How many have a heart of thanksgiving to the Lord that you want to give to him? The song says, With my hands lifted up And my mouth filled with praise With the heart of thanksgiving I will bless thee, O
all lift your hands. I will bless, I will bless you, Lord. I will bless, I will bless you, I will bless, I will bless thee, O Lord. With my hand, with my hand, with you, Lord. And my mouth filled with grace. With the heart, with the heart of Oh, I will bless, I will bless thee, O
at work, riding in your car. We hope that you feel the presence of the Lord because he is here in this place of the day with us, and we just want you to know we are so grateful today that we have this time to worship with each other. I just want to share some announcements with you of some things that are happening in the community, amen, um, because a lot of times we don't get to uh, hear about stuff in the community, um, but there is going to be, turn it off, honey, turn it off, amen. There will be a revival, a, a surviving the state of emergency it's a revival that starts on the 18th, the 19th, and the 20th. On the 18th, it will start at 7 p.m. On the 19th and the 20th, it will start at 6.30. This revival will be held at Highland Christian Center on 76th and Gleason. Um, they have Kingdom Sound, Minister Stephen and Johanna McCoy, Minister Dominic Weeks. And encounter Minister Lamont Williams, um, Pastor Joseph Miniweather, um, Joseph <laughs> Joseph Manaway, Bishop Gary Tyson, Pastor J. Walter Hills the second. So if you are out and about and you don't want to uh, miss out on what's happening, be at Highland, Amen, where you can just praise the Lord with the saints, Amen. Um, also, I want to share with you. Anybody that's looking for a job and you like children, amen. <laughs> if you enjoy working with infants, toddlers, and preschool, preschool children, Albina Head Start and Early Head Start, they are hiring, amen. They're looking for teacher assistants, substitute teacher assistants to work in their program. And all you have to do is go to their website, www. Albina, H-S-F-O-R-G, or contact Shirley Givens at 503-282-1975, extension 237, and join the team. We believe all children benefit from teacher diversity. We believe all children deserve the opportunity to have the teacher that represents their culture. Amen. So we want to um, continue to pray. We know our very own sister, Kamisha, is a head teacher there, so we want to keep her lifted up in prayer, amen, as she does the work. Um, we are going to be going to um, serve, we're going to provide dinner for the shelter on this Friday. So what I'm going to ask, because all of us will not be going, um, Sister Tanya and Minister Lee are getting everything together, we're going to get the food picked up, and we're going to deliver it. Uh, I will send out the text what time they will eat. What I would like for us to do is the food at dinner time. Amen. 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 Wherever you are, I want you to pause just for a few moments and bless the food at dinner time. I'll let you know what time dinner is served. Sometimes it's 5 or sometimes it's 6.30. But I will text us in time so that we can bless the food. And pray for those that are eating the food. Pray for their souls, pray for their minds, pray that God will keep them safe during this winter time. Amen? So that's on the 18th of November. We will be doing that. Um, this Wednesday, the 16th, we will be having Bible study. Well, um, thank you to Elder Miniweather that conducted the lesson for us last Wednesday. 
truly thankful to God for having a team that can help share the load. Amen? Truly grateful. Truly grateful. Thank you. Um, excited about the, what, are y'all excited about the music? Don't it just do something to you? I saw Sister Janetta running, trying to get up in the building at 11.15 because I know she thought we had started church already. But we was in here getting our praise all for the Lord. She got out that car and she said, go park, I'm going in. And that's what a church should be about, amen, running and excited to get here. Amen. So let's let's let it be contagious. Amen. Don't let it stop us there. But we are in the book of Revelations. Elder, where did you leave off at? Chapter 8. Amen. We'll start at chapter 8 on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Revelations chapter 8. Don't forget prayer is Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 o'clock at 8 o'clock. I'm not asking you to come out here to pray. I'm just asking you to mute ABC, NBC, ESPN, CNN, I don't know, USA, TNT, Fox Network, WG, I don't know. Mute it for 30 minutes to engage us in prayer. Amen? The family that prays together stays together. We don't want to miss the move of God. We don't want to miss it. So if we only connect on Sunday... You're missing out on a lot because a lot happens between Sunday to Sunday. And so I want you to be able to grab a hold to this revival that's coming because you said, well, I can't feel it right now, Pastor. I don't feel it right now, but I guarantee you if you're on that call on Tuesday, on that call on Wednesday, on that call on Thursday, and you study till Sunday school lesson, by Sunday, you're going to be like Sister Janetta. You're going to come running when they say it's time for worship. You're going to come pressing your way. You're going to run over everybody because you're going to want to be in the house. Amen. Brother Farrell is going to turn the heat on Saturday night so y'all don't have to sit in here all bundled up. But in a minute, we're going to have some music going so you can run and jump and clap and get all excited, all right? Amen. Amen. Uh, Thanksgiving is on uh, November 24th. Amen. So November 23rd, we will not be having um, Bible study. Amen. Because I know people will be preparing for dinner and getting things situated. So I want you to be the best hostess you can be at home. Amen. I don't want you to be tired. Our pastor took up an hour of my time. I could have chopped up some onions and some celery, and I could have peeled them potatoes, and I could you know, I don't, I don't want you to be blaming pastor because you're late for dinner. Amen. So we will not be having Bible study on the 27th, but I will talk to you all on the 24th. Amen. I will talk to you all. And if you don't hear from me, that's because I don't have your phone number. So if I don't have your phone number, that's not on me. That's on you. Amen. All right. We will be giving away seven $200 Safeway gift cards to seven families within the community. Amen. I talked to Pastor Colin Allen on yesterday, and he said, uh, little sis, I dropped you off some cards uh, so that you all can come by New Hope on the 19th 
and get um, turkey and all the other trimmings. So what I need to do is get the 200 gift cards, the seven gift cards to the seven families before the 19th, because I'm going to give them a card, one of these cards, too. There's enough cards, I think, that all anybody that needs a turkey, needs some trimming, or you know somebody you want to give something to, uh, they are here for, for the church family. Amen? Amen? Amen. They are here. So I want you all to know that we are giving to Greater St. Stephen's and we're giving to the community because a church without a community and a community without a church is? Say that, say that, say that. Amen. So uh, I will be on vacation. Amen. We will be leaving on the 20th, uh, coming back on the 27th. And so I'm seeking your prayers. I'm seeking your prayers. But while I'm gone, on the 27th, I want us to wear our Worship Out of the Box t-shirt. Amen. Because that's the Sunday that we worship out the box, right? So I want to keep it before us, and I want to keep it before our family and friends that we're going to invite to come and worship with us. If you remember on your paper, let me get my paper. Because we got room in the balcony. 
And if we need to use the sanctuary, we just turn the phone on and take the phone and connect it to the speaker, set up some chairs, and you can sit in the overflow. Come on now. God's going to do this thing for us. So fourth Sunday is family and friends, and we worship out of the box, and we'll wear our blue T-shirt on fourth Sunday. This fourth Sunday, y'all get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, because one of my local favorite praise and worshipers will be here to preach and bring forth the word of God. Who is that? Minister Elijah Chadwick. Yes. So I need the family to be here. Amen. Invite the young people. Invite family and friends to come and be with us on the third Sunday. Elder Miniweather will bring forth and bring our lesson. But we're going to do business as we know to do business. And that is to worship the Lord our God and to serve each other with gladness and to have a hallelujah good time when we come through the door. Amen. Those are our announcements. We are ready now for praise and worship. I want to ask that you continue to pray for Mother Gloria, continue to pray for Sister Vicki, Mother Mays, asking for a special prayer for Mother Betty Walker, um, our cousin who is still over at Emmanuel Hospital, asking that you keep her lifted up in prayer. This morning, she was blessed with our songbird, Deacon Esther Matt. She went in the room and raised the roof for her this morning. So we're grateful to God that we are doing ministry like Jesus on the job now. Come on, somebody. Pray for our very own sister, Mona Broomfield. Amen. Uh, the enemy has been attacking her body. Uh, it was a cold. Now it's her knees. And she's just at a place that I haven't been off the couch since Friday. So please keep her lifted up in prayer. Amen. Ask your special prayer from a little cousin, um, Nevaeh. Uh, you might have heard me share her testimony two weeks ago. Uh, she got hit by a school bus. And the school bus, it didn't actually run her over, but it drugged her. It hit her and it drugged her. And she said, I heard something tell me to roll over. And when that something said roll over, I rolled over. Well, can I tell you what that something was? See, every day we pray Psalms 91 over our family. And because the angels of the Lord had encamped all around about her, the Holy Spirit said, roll over, girl, roll over. And today she is here. She was hit right before her 18th birthday. So she's going through in her physical body. And in her mind, she's just kind of troubled. So please keep Nevaeh, her mother, Davina, lifted up in your prayers. And her grandmother, which is my aunt, Darlene, keep them lifted up in your prayers. Amen. We'll continue to pray for Deacon Gwen and praying for each other. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to worship the Lord? Are you ready to praise him? Are you ready to get your dance on? Are you ready to get your praise on? Well, it's praise and worship time. And I want you to get up on your feet. I want you to dance for the Lord. 
if you you know, I love to dance. I, I dance. That's my my form of exercise, Sister Vicky. When I feel like doing exercise, I just turn on the YouTube and I just dance. And whatever comes on, I just dance. So I I I, I still dance. I just change partners. And I dance for another reason. Now I dance to give God glory. I dance to give Him honor. I dance to give him praise. And so we're going to come, and we're not going to be a spectator, but we're going to clap, we're going to sing, we're going to get out of the aisle, we're going to get out on the, get out of our pew, get out of our comfort zone, and we're going to give God the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many believe that this is the day that the Lord has made? And I know, you know, they say, I don't know about you, but I like to think that I know a couple of everybody here today that we believe that we will rejoice and be glad. Is that all right? Is that all right? Glory to your name, God. Come on and sing. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallel
I'm living in the 
I, I want to uh, make sure that we are growing in the word of God because the Bible says that we must grow in the word of God. We must grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so you have the same material that I have, and you have the same opportunity I have to grow in grace. But you got to have a hunger and a thirst for his word. Amen. And so I hope and pray that you are studying your lesson and you're not waiting until Sunday morning and making it a ritual. i got to grab my Sunday school book. I hope that you are picking this book up Monday from Sunday to Sunday because it feeds us Sunday to Sunday. Amen? All right. So I, um, I'm, I'm, this is Sunday school, and, you know, Sunday school is my heart. Uh, when I was a little girl at the age of... I want to say 11, 12, I was teaching Sunday school to girls my age because our adults walked off and left us. And so I started teaching Sunday school. And Deacon R.D. Severe, y'all remember Deacon Severe? He was our Sunday school superintendent. And Mama Donna and, and, and Mother Laurel Bradley was our Sunday school secretary, and I was at Sunday school, and that's when I began to fall in love with the Word of God and the stories of God. And you always go to Sunday school to learn something, right? And if your teacher was a good teacher, you learned something, right? And if you learned something, that meant you were going to take what you learned and apply it to your life, and you were going to do something with it, and you were going to be able to share it with others. So this morning, I want to act like we are really in Sunday school today. I'm going to, to bring us this lesson. I, I'm telling y'all I've just been fired up in the Word because it has been good. But what have you learned about the book of Acts? What do you know about the book of Acts? And so you, you, you can stop, but I need to hear them so they, I can hear the answers. I, 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 don't want, I don't want the music to distract them, amen, because we are in school, amen, amen, we are in school. Uh, uh, anybody, Sister Kamisha said Luke wrote the book of Acts, amen. We might need to turn off one of them, Mike, that one, or the other one. Okay, so we got a hum. All right, so Luke, maybe, okay, I got it. I think I see Luke wrote the book of Acts, all right? What else do we know about Acts? Ma'am? They waited and tarried for the Holy Ghost to fall on them. Stephen was stoned in the book of Acts. Our church is named after Stephen. It's spelled just like it is in the Bible. People want to spell it like folks' last name. But it's spelled just like it is in the Bible, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. What else do we know about the book of Acts? Philip came down from Jerusalem. Okay. Paul was put in prison. Shipwrecked. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Thank you. What else happened in the book of Acts? What else do you know about the book of Acts? 
okay? He, he would, Philip did, right? I mean, Paul. Paul talked to Agrippa, and he talked to Festus, and Philip, and, and, and Bernice was who? The sister wife. The sister wife. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And that, and that. All right. What else about Acts? Huh? He wrote letter for people to change and act. The act. Let me. Okay. So, 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 so get writing. Get your writing. Get your Sunday school book. Actually, go, go. Uh, there's a place that you can write on. Go to 117. Go to 117 in your Sunday school book. There's a place that you can write. I love it. Mother Glow, is your book pink in some areas? I love it. I love it. I love it. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Your your, your book should look like Mother Glow's and mine. Uh, the many weathers is color-coded. Amen. Your book should be color-coded to point out some things for you. Acts gives us the history of how Christianity was founded and organized. Acts gives us the history of how Christianity was founded and organized. It also tells us how the first church solved its problems. The book of Acts talks about a community of believers whose faith was begun because they believed in the resurrected king. It's a community of believers whose faith begun because of the belief of the resurrected king. Do you all have a Sunday school book? Okay. We also find in Acts, as Mother Kimmer said, the Holy Ghost fell upon them. And the Holy Ghost fell upon them giving them power to do what? Witness, to love, and to serve. So the Holy Ghost came upon them so that they could witness, love, and to serve. So if somebody asks you, why should I read the book of Acts? You can tell them why they should read it. Because they'll learn about what the church is supposed to be doing in these last days. In your Sunday school book, on page 122, the people, place, and time, the book of Acts, the second of two books written by Luke. Acts highlights the Acts of the Apostles. It shares accounts of how the early church fulfilled its mission to be witnesses 
in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. As such, it offers a historical view of the growth of the church and the unity or sometimes disunity of its members. Furthermore, Luke shares the encouraging message that the gospel is available to all people regardless of race, class, or ethnicity. The book of Acts. In our lesson today, I think the writer of our Sunday school material cheated us out of the story. Y'all, some of y'all looking at me real muggish, like, not going to be scared of their faces. Uh-oh, Jesus calling. <laughs> this lesson is a follow-up. Thank you, Deaconess. Sister Vicky's coming to help. Amen. This lesson is a follow-up to what we had last week. Last week, Paul was uh, at this, uh, let me see, mockery of a trial, okay? It, it was some made-up stuff. Uh, he, he went before uh, Felix, and he went before Festus, and, 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 and Paul was like, listen, Y'all little uh, newcomers, y'all don't know nothing about the Roman uh, law. You don't know nothing about Jesus. And I'm not going to let you uh, condemn me and throw me in jail. Take me before Caesar. At the time Caesar was, y'all remember, the one in charge. Amen. I'm not going to say what I said last week, Mother, because I'm going to try to be nice. Amen. But 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 Caesar was the one in charge, and so Paul said, "Y'all taking me to Caesar? I, I'm I'm going to Caesar." So chapter 27 brings us to that point. I don't know how long they waited before they made the decision to say, "Okay, just send him." But but chapter 27 tells us that that arrangements were made, and 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 finally they began to make their way to Rome. All right. And so uh, ships were used in those days as cargo. And, and, and now we have uh, big trucks um, that bring us uh, the gas and uh, big trucks to bring us the fruits and the vegetables and the meat and the toilet paper. But you, know, you do know that some of that stuff has to come on the ship before it can get on the truck. Okay, so back in those days, they didn't have no trucks. Everything was done by ships. So the ships were very, they had to be kept up. They, they could only be used at certain times of the year because you know how it is. Don't try to go to Seattle, I mean, well, not Seattle, but California or go to even to Spokane or Yakima in the dead of winter. My aunt just came through there uh, last week and got stuck in the past because of the snow. And so you can imagine, here it is, these fellas, um, and they were seamen, they were merchantmen, they, they knew how to take care of the ship. 
and they knew that it was Sunday times of the year you just don't get on the water. And so they, they, they decided, get this man out of here. Because even in jail, he keeping up confusion. Y'all heard what happened at midnight the other day? Him and Silas was locked up. They began to, uh, Paul began to pray. Silas began to sing. And all of a sudden, an earthquake came. Prisoners got loose. I was guarding them. I was standing there. I was watching them. But none of them moved. Because I thought I was going to have to kill one of them. You know, that was the rule, that if you were guarding a prisoner and the prisoner got away from you, you would have to do the time that the prisoner was going to have to do. So they would rather kill you than serve time. Y'all, I'm going somewhere. Y'all stay with me, all right? I'm going somewhere. So, 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 so here we find Paul. And, and several, the Bible says, and I'm reading, I had to pull out Bishop, I mean, Dr. O.B. Williams' Bible today. It's the living Bible, amen. It's paraphrased because it has a lot in this story. I told you the author of the Sunday School book cheated us out of a good story. And so I want to try to give it to us in the amount of time I got left. So y'all walk with me, right? So um, Paul and several other prisoners were placed in custody. And, and and they were placed in, Paul was placed in the custody of Julius. Julius was a, a centurion in Caesar's court, okay? So he came from Rome to escort Paul to Rome. But he didn't come by himself. He came with, with some help and some backup. Because he knew that she listened. I heard y'all y'all went to sleep on the job. Paul's little nephew got, um, came up with a plan and helped him escape. Y'all ain't no real soldiers. Y'all couldn't even keep him in your prison. He escaped from y'all. So 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 Caesar sends sends uh, Julius there. Now the Bible tells us over in on, in in verse. Um, Help me, Jesus. Um, let me get to it. Verse 43 and 40, 40, 42, 43, 44. It tells us that there were 276 passengers. Um, if we were on the ship, they would call them souls. Okay? You, you remember watching the great Titanic? You were saying, how many souls do we have on board? Because they needed to do a count. So they were getting ready to hit the, they, they had hit the thing, they were getting ready to sink. So they wanted to know how many folks we got to get off, and we know how many folks we, once we get the land, how many souls were rescued. So riding on the ship, they called them souls, right? So listen, so you have Cornelius and his soldiers, okay? Because those were the ones assigned to Paul in the first place. Then you have the ship's owner. Let me let me let me get this together. They have the ship's owner. The ship's owner is Adermesium. Adermesium. Okay, say it. Adermesium. Uh huh. That's the ship's owner. Now the ship's owner had some people on the ship with him. 
He had some of his companions, and then he had some of his crew. Because when they made it to the port, this, this particular vessel carried wheat. And so he had to have people on the ship that could gather the wheat, bag the wheat, and, and package the wheat, carry the wheat, and put it where the wheat needs to go. Then he had to have people on the ship that would clean the ship. He had to have people on the ship that were cooking food and serving the food, doing the laundry. So he had his whole crew on the ship. You had um, the other prisoners, um, and all of them were to report to Caesar. All of them had, 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 had been summoned up to the high court, okay? Then you had Julius, and then the Bible says, at 21, it, we, we, we see something here, a pronoun, we. So who are the we? Who do you think is telling us this story? Luke. So that means Luke was on the ship, all right? He was present. So Paul always traveled with companions. He is a prisoner. But you got a companion with you? You got a posse with you? Come on now. When we, we, okay, so what is this saying, Pastor? This is saying when we go out to witness, don't go alone. If you are by yourself, Use your words. I'm sorry for those of you at home. I just snatched my Bible and held it up in the air. You can't see this. <laughs> but take your word with you because two or three gather together and agree on his word. The word will speak for itself. So, so, so when you go witness, you take, take folk with you. Take the word with you. Don't, don't go by yourself. So who is with Paul? Air of star us. Say it. Air of star us. Air of star us. Those are some big words, y'all. Okay? So Air of star us was with Paul. Who was Air of star us? Air of star us was a man that lived in Thessalonians. When Paul went to organize the church there, he was one of the converts. So he just followed Paul around. He wanted to be in the presence. You remember how powerful the shadow of Paul was? Just his shadow. Even his apron had the anointing on it. Woo! Verse 3 is the verse I want to pick up on right here because I told you the writer left it out. Uh, and, and I'm always trying to help us do better. Look at what happened in verse 3. So verse 1 and 2, they got on the ship and they left as scheduled, and, but the ship was to make several stops, right? Verse 3 says, the next day when they docked, Julius was very kind to Paul, and he let the prisoner, Paul, go off the ship ashore to visit his friends and receive their hospitality. Now, what prisoner you know, it's a, at the Congress to get folks to come out of jail to go to their own 
father funeral. But here it is, this man, Julius, had found favor in Paul. Okay, let, let me let me see what question I had for you all here with this verse three. My question to you, church, audience, listening. Oh, help me, Jesus. Where is it at? Okay, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Um, uh, what is it about your character? What is it about you that grants you that kind of favor? How have you lived your life in front of the people at the bank? How have you lived your life in front of the people on your job? How have you lived your life in front of the people in the building you live in? That you have that kind of favor that when when you are a prisoner, you can enjoy the luxuries. Well, well okay, so I'm I'm not a prisoner, but I'm going through some trials and some tribulations. Look, look at the lesson. The lesson the lesson is entitled Paul fell from Rome. But if I could entitle this, I would I would say uh, uh, just what the aim of the lesson says: how to remain calm in the midst of a storm, how to be steady in the storm. You going through? Uh, I I I I I was. Um, our supervisor, our, our VP was here uh, all week, and, and Friday uh, we, we, we left and took him to the airport, and I ran back in. I told Minister Lee, I said, hey, I'm going down 82nd. Do you need a ride? Do you want a ride? She said, yeah, um, you can drop me off on Burnside. That means I only have to catch one bus. So we got in the car, and we was riding, we were talking, and we got out. And so when she got out, the wife said, where is she going? I said, to catch the bus. He said, we need to get her a car. How is it? What is it that would even cause this man to even say, we need to get her a car? What is it? I'm talking to y'all. What is it? It's the glory of God. It's the anointing of God. We gotta walk like we are His own. We gotta act like it, talk like it, even when we don't think anybody is looking. Cause somebody is always looking. Somebody's always listening. That's why I say bridle my tongue. Cause stuff pop off, and I be wanting to act just as stupid as them. But I gotta remember who am I? Who am I? Who do I belong to? Who do I represent? Who do I want to get the glory out of my life? So I gotta back it up. Begin to sing them songs of worship to myself. Because I want that type of favor on my life. And so that's what I want us to see here. Paul lived a life that that, that that Julius, who was a centurion in the highest court, found favor in his reputation. 
He trusted him to be a man of God. He trusted him to be a man of integrity. He trusted that this man had his mindset of heaven, on things above, not on things on the earth. So he let the prisoner off the ship. Okay? He gets off the ship just to go enjoy some of his friends and their hospitality. I wanted us to see that. So they get back on the ship and they began to sail. And they were out there for several days, and the 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 the, 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 the air, the wind, the waves, it got rough. They continued on their trip, and the weather got dangerous, more dangerous than it was the day before. And in verse ten, it says, "Sir, Paul." Paul went to the owner of the ship. He said, "Sir," he said, "I believe there's trouble ahead. If we go on." We might get shipwrecked. We might lose cargo. We might have some injuries. We might even experience some death. Paul said, I think we need to stay still. Let me talk to us. Now, we've grown, but we don't know everything. We've grown, and we don't see everything. Because we don't keep our ear pressed to the breast of God. We don't fast. We don't pray. We don't study our word. We don't seek for discernment. So, so we think that stuff happened because of, of we, uh, we made it happen. But God is in the midst of everything. He is in control of everything. And if we walk and be obedient to him, he will tell us, hey, you're on the way to the doctor. You're on the way to be shipwrecked. You're on the way to experience some trouble. Sometimes folks come and tell us, Brother Farrell, you 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 on the way you you I, 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 I was praying and the Lord showed me that that if if you take the trip something's gonna happen. And Brother Farrell said, "I'm grown. I bought my ticket. She can't tell me what to do. This is my trip. I've been planning this trip for a long time." Brother Farrell jumps up and takes the plane and go to Mexico and stay in his Airbnb. And in his Airbnb, there's carbon monoxide. And he don't wake up. Y'all know that's what happened last week in Mexico City. Four of them in an Airbnb died from carbon monoxide. And they wanted to say that she died of a, one of the women died of a drug overdose. Her boyfriend said not so. Because she don't use drugs. You better do an autopsy. But here it was. I told you not to go because I felt dangerous. But you wanted to go anyway. Well, this is what happened in this lesson. The owner of the ship looked at Paul and said, get out of my face because you don't know nothing. Now, y'all know Paul. This was his thing. Before he started persecuting the church and before he got converted, he was a sailor on a ship. So he knew something about the Mediterranean Sea. He knew that this was the wrong time to be traveling. So let's go on to see what happened, okay? So the man of the ship told Paul to go on and mind his own business because this was his ship. He knew what he was doing. 
Verse 13 says the, the light wind began to blow from the south. It looked like it was a perfect day for a trip. So they pulled up their anchor and sailed along close to the shore. Uh, verse 14 and 15 says, but shortly afterward, the weather changed abruptly, and a heavy wind, like a, a, a hurricane, came and blew the ship. The, the wind, the water and the wind uh, picked up this ship and tossed it like it was a football. Threw it over and tossed it over. Now, this storm was different than the storm of a storm that we know of a Jonah. The storm was that, 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 that Jonah in the boat, that storm was because Jonah was disobedient. This storm was not because Paul was disobedient. Now, let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, the old folks used to tell me, if you're not in a storm, you just got out of a storm. And if you didn't just get out of a storm, you're getting ready to go into one. And you need to know, baby, how you need to respond to that storm when the storm comes. You know, you need to know how to respond while you're in the storm. And you need to know how to respond before the storm comes. So here they are, being tossed like a football, thrown all about. Verse 20 says, the storm, the storm, the storm was terrible, and it beat them up for days. It was so bad they couldn't sleep, they couldn't eat. So much water on the boat that, 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 that it, it blew out the pilot light on the stove. Stove was wet. Bread was wet, eggs that got cracked, bottles of, of juice got broke. So they didn't have nothing to cook, they didn't have nothing to eat. Fourteen days later. I don't know how long you've been in your storm. I don't know how long you've been going through. But I want you to trust God. I want you to believe God. I want you to know that God is able to do it cleanly and abundantly above all you can ever ask, think, or imagine. Know that God has not forgotten you. Know that God has not forsaken you. Know that God is in the midst of your storm. So here it is. Here it is. Night sail, night sail, night sail, night sail. It got dark out there. You ever been out at, 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 the, at, the, at the coast at nighttime? You can't see nothing. It's black. You see the moon shining on the water, and you see the reflection of the water. It's dark outside, Brother Kevin, out there, and you're standing on that Pacific, Pacific Ocean. Can you imagine being on a ship that's been tossed like a football, and you ain't ate nothing in 14 days? Paul gets up. He says, y'all, cheer up. Because I, I knew the storm was coming. And I want you to know something. The God I serve, he is faithful. And he promised me that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. He promised me, though hell storms may come, not one of your souls will be destroyed. Nobody will be lost. In the midst of this storm. So midnight came. Verse 27. Midnight came. Day 14. 
and, and they was a hundred and it's say hundred and twenty feet away below water. Then they thought they was closer, they thought they was ninety feet. And finally daylight came. And some of the soldiers had planned to abandon the ship and lower the emergency boat so that they could get out. Paul told the soldiers and the commanding officer, if you get off this ship, you will die. My God has promised that he will protect us. Look, I told you last week he protects his own, right? I told you last week he provides for his own. This is what happened here. Let me tell you what had happened was when they saw the morning light, Paul begged everybody. He said, y'all, come on, let's eat. Let's break bread together. He prayed them. You've seen that commercial um, with um, 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 I'm trying to think who was it. The man, they were sitting in a car, and, and he was complaining. And I think he was um, acting, uh, uh, when we saw him, he was Aretha Franklin, and his friends gave him a, a, a Snickers bar. And, and he took a bite of the Snickers bar, and he, he came into himself, right? Well, that's what happened right here. Paul said, come on, y'all, I'm going to break this bread. I'm going to break this bread, and I'm going to give us some bread. And when we eat this bread, we're going to find our strength. We're going to find our hope. We're going to find our reason to live, and we're going to see clearer now. We're going to have a better understanding that this storm didn't mean to kill us. It came to make us stronger. It came to make us wiser. This this storm right here, it had purpose. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going through, but say it's perfect. All right, I think I saw the bus pull up, so let me hurry up. So, 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 what had happened was, um, the, the Bible says that they set sail, and, and they was made much clearer. Things was much clearer. Now, let me let me get to the right chapter. It was much clearer. Paul said, "Y'all eat, wait, but wait, don't don't just get already. Go check and make sure the bus is there, right? Don't don't distract them because I want to I want us to hear the word." Paul said, "Eat," and then he he, he gave them something to eat, and the all two hundred and 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 76 of them, they did eat, right? And so um, the, the, the crew ate, they got better, and they start throwing the wheat off the ship. The wheat, this was the owner's uh, uh, light bill. This was the cook's rent. So they started throwing off the wheat, trying to lighten the load, right? So they were trying to lighten the load. And then verse 39, I'm going to work my way down. He said, but the but verse 41, it said the ship hit a fan mark. And it ran over uh, the bow of the ship, got stuck, while the steer was exposed to the danger of the wave and began to break apart. The soldiers advised their commanding officer to let us kill the prisoners uh, so that none of them would try to swim the shore and escape. But Julius, uh, Julius, uh, Julius, who had found favor in Paul, said, uh-uh, don't you kill nobody? Because if they started killing one, they were going to have to kill them all. That meant that they were going to have to kill Paul. He said, we're not going to kill nobody. They ain't going nowhere. Look at what happened. They all stayed on the ship, and the ship was broken in pieces, boards. They all made it to the shore safely, all 276 of them. 
So what is it that we need to glean from this lesson? It's a couple of things. When you are in a storm, call on God. During your crisis, keep him at the forefront of your storm. All right? Anticipate God to step in and to save us. The next thing we need to do is listen to God's instructions. Y'all hear me? Listen to God's instructions. Faith is an anchor. It is not a crutch. Faith is an anchor. It's not a crutch. This is what Paul wanted us to learn from this lesson today. When you get in a storm and you feel like you're being shipwrecked, don't let the storm stop you from eating. Don't let the storm cause you to overeat. Don't let the storm cause you to stress out and have a panic attack. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Storms are coming, saints, but God is greater than any enemy. God is greater than any storm. We just got to trust and believe. We just got to trust and believe. We've got to be obedient to his voice and know that he is in the midst of us. Come on, we're standing all on our feet. God is with us, saints. God is with us. When you get home, if you have not read this lesson, read this lesson. Because a storm is coming, baby. A storm is coming. If it don't come, then you're just getting out of it. And you need to know how to respond to what God has done for you. Paul was able to provide encouraging words to others in the midst of the storm. That's what we need to do today. If you know somebody going through a storm, be their cheerleader. Don't just stand on the sideline and watch them go through. Be their cheerleader. Something told me to, now I'm something back up. Holy Ghost told me to call my friend Karen. I called her husband, Will. He said, she just passed on, Pastor. called just in time so that he wasn't by himself. Yeah, he was in Illinois. But the Holy Ghost said, call Will. He said, Pastor, she just passed. We got to be obedient. We got to learn how to be cheerleaders for each other. Because we don't know what each other is going through. So if, son, if the Holy Ghost puts Sister Janetta on your mind, Brother Kevin on your mind, Mother Harris on your mind, stop doing what you're doing for just a moment to be a cheerleader for your brother, for your sister. Ask God to show you how to encourage each other. Email, text, call. My and Cleo still write us letters. She puts stamps on the envelope. 
encourager. Don't stop encouraging each other. Be a cheerleader in the lives of your brothers and your sisters. Even those that you do not know. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. I'm glad we're all family today. But this call today, this call today is for those of us that are going through a storm. And we're saying, Pastor, it's been over 14 days. I don't know if the storm, I don't know when it's going to end, but I feel myself getting a little weary. I feel myself getting a little worn. Haven't been myself, haven't been my happy self, haven't had an appetite, haven't felt like eating, haven't felt like sleeping. When I do go to sleep, I wake up. If that's you, all I need you to do is lift your hand. Because God is right beside you. He's right in the midst of you. He can come and he can lay you out quicker than I can get to you and lay hands on you. You just got to believe it today. That God is in the midst of you. And that God is concerned about everything that you're concerned about. Everything that you're going through. God said, I've got your back. Father, we thank you for this word on today, and we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the worship experience that we have felt in this place. God, we might have came in here weary, wounded, and sad, but God, we leave out rejoicing. We leave out renewed, revived, and restored. When we get off of this line, God, we will be able to praise you and glorify you and magnify you because we felt your presence through the airways of the phone. Thank you, Father. God bless Mother Glory as she travels home. God, be with her, protect her, and cast your guardian angels all around about her, Lord. Thank you, God, that she was here to worship with us and to put us in the right place of, of worship, praise, and thanksgiving. Now, Lord, as we prepare to leave this place, but not the presence, we ask that you would go with us. Lead us and guide us and keep us as the apple of your eye. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us, hence now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, keep calm in the midst of the storm, because God got your back. I love you. Be blessed. Have a blessed day.